Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am here joined again by Father Leo Blazy, and we're going to talk a bit about the Flame of Love devotion. If you're not familiar with it, I think that's probably what we're going to start with. So, Father Leo, for anyone who's not familiar with exactly what this is, where it comes from, could you just give us an explanation of it? Well, the first thing I, I need to do is, is express that it's more than a devotion. There, there are devotional prayers that are involved in the Flame of Love, but the Flame of Love is a movement, and it's a movement of prayer and, and devotion to, to, to say prayers for the, the good of the church and for the good of the people, for the good of the nation, and for the priesthood and, and religious also. So um, the Flame of Love comes from many of our prayers in, in actually in our in our missal, talk about the flame of love, and it's it, when it's t- when the prayers in the missal are talking about the flame of love, they are specifically talking about the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the the heart of of the flame of love. That there's an image of the the flame of love that looks very much like an image of the Immaculate Heart of Mary with her hand in front of her chest, and the, the her heart is glowing, and the, that is a a depiction of the, the the love of the Holy Spirit that's in the heart of Mary and. The story behind the Flame of Love is Elizabeth Kendallman was a, a, a laywoman, a, a person that grew up in Hungary in the, largely in the 20th century. She was born after the turn of the century, grew up in Hungary during World War I, um, raised a family between World War I and World War II. Uh, wow. Her, her parents died when she was, her, her mother died when she was, I believe, eight years old, and her father died when she was 13. So she was orphaned pretty early on and then she married a man that was 13 years older than her and he passed away shortly after her last child was born so she raised all of her children alone in Hungary um, between the world between wars. the world wars wow that is a um, that is a tough time to be in Hungary yeah so we, we skipped one portion when she when she was orphaned she went and talked to a couple of convents she wanted to, to join a religious order but at the time because of the the money issues in Hungary, the the convents all required that they have a, a either a scholarship or a, a sponsor that would would pay for their their training period the years before they took vows, and she didn't have anyone that was able to do that, so she was turned away from the the convents. Um, so eventually, she chose to marry, and uh, when her husband died, she raised her children. She she worked. Odd factory jobs, different factory jobs. She was fired from one job after another. Think her her life was just really, really very difficult during that period between the wars, and and then shortly after the war, until her kids got old enough where they were able to to either go out and start their own lives or to get married and and to have someone else to help support them. At that point, Elizabeth became a, a third order Carmelite. She joined the the lay branch of the Carmelite sisters and and she devoted her life to to prayer and and to solitude she lived most of her older adult life in a in a one room cottage on the on the in the garden property of a house in in Hungary um, it was just simply a one room shed and her bathroom was outside 
and she spent most of her time there in the garden, either tending to the garden or, or praying in the garden. So she, just devoted to God the entire and, time. And she spent as ma- ma- many as six hours a day traveling to different churches in, in Budapest and, and wow. spending time before the Blessed Sacrament. That That's impressive. Um, eventually, during her time in, in prayer, um, the Blessed Mother began giving her locutions, and, and our Lord gave her locutions also. She had a... a a few visions that, that are spelled out in her diary, but mostly the the things that were given to her were locutions and talks from the, the Blessed Mother and our Lord, um, asking her to, to devote herself to particular things. And uh, the, the thing that really drew me to the, to the movement is her humility. She did not have a spiritual director when she started receiving these locutions, so she went to her local priest who directed her to a spiritual director. And Elizabeth was always very strongly adherent to what her spiritual director told her to do with the things that she was given. And for the most part, she she kept them quiet and she did what the Blessed Mother asked her to do herself. But she didn't because her spiritual director and the, and the bishop of Budapest at the time didn't give her permission to, to take those things public. She she kept them quiet. and. She wrote a diary, and the diary is, is very profound, and it's something that, that I would encourage everybody to, to take a look at and read just because of the, the strong spirituality that she had and, and, and her humility and, and the gifts that she was given in the, in the locutions. And so, um, For people who want to possibly look into the diary, where is a good place to find it? You can get it online. Um, I would, I've actually got... A, a hundred or so copies of the the abbreviated version of the diary that I can send to anybody that asks for it, um, or we can we'll talk about our healing services here in a few minutes. But um, I take a, a number of the diaries to those services to give out if anybody is is looking for one. But um, so read the abbreviated one first. If that has an impact on you, then I would encourage you to look for the full version that that's out there available online. Um, the abbreviated one, if you were to purchase it yourself, I think it costs three or four dollars. The full version you can get for under twenty dollars online. So, yeah, she's in the process of canonization right now. Um, is that correct? The diocese in Budapest is is looking at that. Um, they're not actually in the the official process yet, but ah, so step one essentially. Right. So yeah, they're reviewing the information and and hopefully, I mean, not everybody can have. Um, the gift that St. Faustina got of, of having Pope John Paul II be their advocate in their, in their canonization process. So That's true. Um, Some, sometimes it takes time. But I, I, the review process is important. Um, I think that it's uh, been a, a safeguard of the church in making sure that we, we only canonize those that are, that are really supposed to be canonized. And so I'm always willing to give the process the time that, that it needs to take in order to make sure that, that everything is done the right way. So, But in the meantime, we can still pray the devotions she was given, correct? Right. So so the, the, the things that we need to stress with the flame of love is that the, the Bishop of Budapest has approved all of the writings as not being anything that's sacrilegious. So there's, there's nothing in there that's contrary to the Catholic faith. It's called Neil Obstat. In the diocese here, the bishop has reviewed the the diary and, and the movement and has said that it's okay for it to be here. He's appointed a, 
a chaplain, which I am the chaplain of the Flame of Love for the Diocese. Um, he has not officially endorsed it. I want to make sure that we, we make that clear. He, he says it's okay for it to be here, and he encourages people to look at it. Um, but at this point, the, the parish pastor can decide whether he wants the movement in his parish or not. The, the, the ultimate desire would be to have everybody in the diocese be involved in the cynical and, and praying for a period of time during the week, um, the, the prayers that the flame of love gives to us in order to blind Satan and, and to help us to live more spiritual and, and more holy lives, even while we're living in the world, which is what Elizabeth Kendallman had to do for her entire life. So. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today to the Morning Musings. This has been Matthew Hogan speaking with Father Leo Blazy about the Flame of Love movement. Tune in tomorrow where we cover part two. Thank you so much. And we will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.